Hello, everyone. My name is Rick Hawkins. I'm the pastor of Quest Church. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. You're about to hear a word that is informative, insightful, and inspirational. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can go to questchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Today, there's a shift in the atmosphere. Amen. How many of you can believe for change today? Tell someone next to you something great is in store for you today. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe, must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We are in the midst, as Pastor Josh said, we started Wednesday night, a series that is called No Cap Faith. No limit on your faith. Today I'm going to preach a message simply called Now Faith. Say that to three people around you, please. Now Faith. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of your word. For the next few moments of time, I ask you to enlighten the eyes of our understanding. I thank you that every generational curse is broken in this building today. Any generational spirit that is diametrically opposed to our personal destinies is dismissed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that revelation will run its course in this sanctuary. And because of that, the word preached will change lives today. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. One more time before you sit down, let's praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Is that the best you got? Come on, let's praise the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. High five three people before you sit down and tell them it's on in the building. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. God is not looking to be appeased. God is not looking to be appeased. He is looking to be pleased. To appease him would be to placate or to pacify him. It is bringing him to a state of peace. I wrote this morning that many people live their lives with a, with a wrong perspective of God. They see him as angry and not accepting. They see him as more mad than merciful. As a commander more than a counselor. Perspective is powerful. Say that with me. Perspective is powerful. If you're always trying to appease him, you may miss out on pleasing him. In our search for significance, it is easy to fall into performing in order to be approved. Instead of accepting his love and hearing him say, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. There's only one avenue, according to scripture, to please him. And that avenue is called faith. Without it, it is impossible to please him. So if you're going to please him, you're going to have to have faith. A.W. Tozer said these words. Faith is the gaze of a soul looking to a saving God. Oswald Chambers said it like this. Faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is doing the leading. Now faith. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Man, I feel good today. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. If you would allow me the opportunity to read verse 1 from a few different stanzas I would appreciate or a few different versions I would appreciate it. The NIV says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. I always love the Message Bible. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. If you've been saved for any amount of time, you have heard plenty of messages on these passages of Scripture. If you ever heard Hebrews chapter 11 preach, just wave your hand at me, let me see you. A lot of people have heard messages out of Hebrews chapter 11. That creates a great challenge. How do you present something so common in a very fresh way? That's not my problem. I told the Lord, you're going to have to make this word come alive because you're the one that told me to preach it. Now, you've seen it for a long time, but today you're going to look into things for the first time. Substance. Now, faith is substance. In the Greek, the word actually means that which stands under. The, the, the de derived meaning in the Greek has to do with that which has real existence or the actual reality. Substance is the actual reality or that which has real existence. Substance. Interesting. In essence, you would not need faith if there was something that you did not hope for. The mere fact you're hoping for a great future tells me you have a sense of faith about you. I thought today, there's a lot you can believe in. But God is looking for people who hope, listen carefully, who hope he is there and believe it to be true. Hope is always attached to expectation. Expectation is the highest emphasis of faith. If you're going to have faith in it, then you should expect it to happen. Yeah. So God is looking for people who hope he is there. And they believe it to be true. Hope is attached to expectation. How many of you know that is true? Expectation has in it the ability to produce things you've never seen. The Bible says faith is substance. Think about it. Substance. That which you were standing on or that which stands under you. Should I say that again? Faith is substance. That which you are standing on or that which is standing under you. You know, some people have more faith about what they heard about other people than they do in what they've learned about God. 
Gossip goes faster than gospel. <laughs> gossip can create faith quicker than gospel can. So if it is substance, that which is standing under, or that which is your understanding. What is that? Understanding is the ability to see how every event in your life is working for your good. So your level of faith operates according to your level of understanding. If you do not understand that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are thee called according to his purpose, then you may have little faith and not great faith. Little faith says, I think it's going to work out. Great faith says, I know that all things work together for my good. So faith operates according to your substance. Woo. Understanding is seeing that every event in life is either God sent or God used. If God did not send it, he's going to still use it. People that walk by faith know this. That I don't think God sent this into my life, but I can tell you one thing. I understand that he's going to use it for my good. Joseph is the greatest example. You meant it for evil. God didn't send it, but God meant it for good. God knew that you was going to do things that to try to destroy me, but God was going to use what you tried to use to destroy me to only define who I am in this earth. That is faith. Faith is saying I didn't expect it to show up, but it showed up and I didn't want it and God's going to turn it for my good. Let me ask this question. Is there any people got faith in the building? If you do, then you must embrace understanding. Understanding is seeing beyond the superficial. Understanding is the brother to revelation. Revelation is pulling the covers on what has been concealed. And suddenly it is revealed. Now I know. Somebody shout, now I know. Some of you didn't know what was going on, what it went on, when it went on. But later on, when you look back, you said, now I understand. And in the midst of the misunderstanding, you didn't get distracted from your destiny. And because you didn't leave the traction of your purpose, you can now look back over your history and see the thing that had the potential to take you out only really pushed you further in your purpose in this earth. That's called understanding. I know I'm going deep, but I'm going to stay with it. Because I'm going to preach to you like Paul preached to the church at Ephesus. And when he said in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Hope puts a demand on revelation. Hope puts a demand on expectation. Hope puts a demand on faith. But you have to have the eyes of your understanding enlightened. Huh. And what the riches of his glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who what? Believe. According to the working of his mighty power. If you believe, if you have faith, you have a bright future. Why? Not because of yourself, but because of the power that lives within you. The power that is in you is the same power that raised him from the dead. And if the same power that raised him from the dead dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. Which means in a moment of time, God can turn your misunderstanding to full understanding. He can turn what was sent to confuse you to only confirm you in this earth. So I came by to tell you, wake up your faith. 
Open the eyes of your understanding and realize God is too sovereign to let you die too early. He's too powerful to let you go through life and then not enjoy his promises being fulfilled day after day, month after month, week after week, and year after year. What are you doing, Pastor Rick? I'm trying to build your faith to tell you when you look into your future, you ought to shout as loud as you can because you're going from glory to glory and you're going from faith to faith. You ought to have a lot of faith because you're still here. Amen. So I start thinking. Substance. My substance. What is my substance? My substance is my faith. You take my faith and I have no substance. Woo, go ahead, Pastor Rick. So I thought, what is the enemy of substance? Circumstance. Circumstance is the greatest enemy to substance. Never allow your circumstance to change or alter your substance. Never allow your circumstance to change or alter your substance. Circumstance, the etymology is interesting because it has to do with the outskirts. It's the surrounding condition. It comes from two words, to stand and stare. See, your circumstance just stands around you looking at you. Your circumstance wants to know, do I have enough power to change your conviction? Do I have enough power to alter your persuasion? Circumstances are used by the enemy to bring confusion to your life. Well, I'm here today to tell you, you're going to stand right in the middle of your substance and you're going to look at your circumstance and you're going to tell your circumstance you haven't changed me before and you're not going to change me right now because my faith was not a then faith. My faith is a now. I was ready for you before you arrived. I wasn't standing on anything. I was standing on some substance. Charles Spurgeon said, if we cannot believe God when circumstances seem to be against us, we do not believe him at all. <laughs> I thought today we begin to lose faith when we start believing that what is happening on the outside is more powerful than what is happening on the inside. I'm going to say it again. You begin to lose faith when you believe that what is happening on the outside is more powerful than what is happening on the inside. Things can dictate circumstances, but only you can control your faith. Your circumstance can change tomorrow. But if your substance changes... It's your fault. Stop blaming your lack of faith on someone else. Faith is referred to as mustard seeds. Seeds cannot influence other seeds. It's your faith. I dare you to put your hand right here and tell somebody I'm taking care of my faith. This is my faith. You, the, the enemy cannot persuade me. He cannot convince me. He cannot lie me, lie to me and cause me to walk out of my purpose. In the, he can never trick me out of my substance. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is your substance than your circumstance. Greater is your faith than your failure. Greater is your power than your problem. Whoo! Substance. Just reach over and whisper to your neighbor. You're sitting by somebody with some, go ahead and say it, substance today. They didn't like it. Tell your other neighbor you're sitting by somebody. 
Faith is what? Substance. Substance means you've got something. It's solid presence. That's substance. Solid presence. Substance is something you could, it's real. You ever seen anybody that's faking their faith? And then you saw somebody that had real faith? See, real faith is when you've got something to grab a hold of. It's solid presence. Image. Talk about it for a moment. The word substance in the Greek is the same word as image. Hebrews 1.3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He is the express what? Image. Same Greek word as substance. It is the exact image of the thing you prayed for. Let me say it again. Your substance is the exact image of the thing you prayed for. Stop settling for modifications. Stop settling for altered versions of what you originally saw. He is the express image of his father. When we receive what we have prayed for, the image is replaced by the actuality. Jesus is the substance of the Father. That's what the Bible just said in Hebrews. He's the express image of his Father. So we would say Jesus is the substance of his Father. If you want to understand the Father, look at the Son. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. That's strong, y'all. So faith is this incredible thing that is the pioneering characteristic of the triad that remains. These three remain. Faith. Hope. Love. Jesus said there's little faith. There's great faith. There's the loss of faith. There's the increase of faith. If faith is the image, if faith is the substance, why would you imagine things that you can't attain? I am here to call you out of dreaming of fantasies. And start dreaming of your future. Quit faking your future and start faithing your future. He says, I and the Father are one. He upholds all things, listen to it carefully, by the word of his power. Word, rhema. You know that word. Any sound that is produced by the voice and has a, de a definite meaning, is rhema. It's not logos. Logos is written. Rhema is spoken. We do not live by bread alone. Come on in the building. But by every word that proceeded, he's still speaking. Don't let him tell me something. Because if he says it to me, I'm going to believe it. If he, I didn't say he said it to you. You wasn't in my prayer closet. But if he says it to me, come hell or high water. Y'all ain't hearing me. I ain't talking about him speaking to y'all. I'm talking about him. If he speaks to me in my car, that's my substance. That's my image. That's my reality. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Again, sound produced by the voice. You ever heard of imaging? 
He's the express image. You ever heard of imaging? Here's imaging. Creating a picture or a visualization. So imaging can happen in your mind. I tell you all the time, your, your imagination does not only replay your past, it preplays your future. So what is on your screen today? What movie are you watching? If your imagination is the screen that you preplay your future, your previews ought to be so bright you need a bucket of popcorn that big. Imaging is a picture or a visualization. Ask another question. You ever heard of a sonogram? No? There's 20 of us in here? Okay. A sonogram is this. Sound that creates a picture. Woo. Rhema is a word or a sound that has been given with definitive direction. God doesn't speak in modes of ambiguity. If he says anything for you or to you, get ready. Change is on the way. A sonogram has the ability to detect defects. If something is defected, the sound will tell you. He upholds all things by the sound of his power. Preaching his building. The sonogram or the sound shows what's inside of you. Y'all missed that there. The sonogram shows what's inside of you. To the point it can tell you if it's a boy or a girl. The sonogram is so detailed, it can tell you exactly how big what you carry in is. So Jesus said, oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, what's inside, the mouth speaketh. We don't know what's inside of you until you start saying something. You ever hold that old, heard that old axiom? Believe what people say. You let us see when you begin to sound. I can see what's inside of you by what you say. If you ever want to know what people is carrying, just listen. If you ever want to know what's going on inside somebody, just listen. Because sooner or later, they're going to sound off. And what they say tells you what's inside. Good preaching. Now faith is substance. Now faith is imaging. Now faith is sounding. Now faith is saying. So if I wake up and say every day, I don't want this because I don't like it, guess what? I'm not going to get it. The worlds were framed by the rhema of God, the word of God. Be careful what you say because that's what you're going to see. Reverse it. Start saying what you want to see. Woo! If you say it long enough, you'll start seeing it. If you wake up saying, I feel horrible today. Yeah. 
and you really don't feel that bad, you're going to go from feeling a little bit bad to real bad just because you said so. Quit giving God an ambiguous picture of your future husband, single lady. Say what you want to see. Six foot tall, strapping, good looking man. Full bank account, bless God. Y'all ain't hearing me. Stop just saying I want a man. You want a man, God will send you a man. But if you, you need to start saying exactly, come on in this building, what you want to see. Boy, I'm talking better than you talking back to me. People just say confused stuff and they get confused results and wonder how it arrived. Because of your language. Learn to speak the word of God. If you can't imagine it in your mind, pull it up out the mirror. The mirror is the word of God. Pull it out of the scripture and say, I want this right here. What do you want? I want to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when I come, blessed when I go. I want my children blessed. I want my grandchildren blessed. I want my great-grandchildren blessed. And keep saying, come on, high-five somebody and tell them, Pastor is at my address right now. Excuse me, I need to get the door. Now faith is substance. Now faith is imaging. If you can't imagine your future, you have no faith. Quit letting other people build your future. Listen, if you let other folks build your future based on what they say, they don't have an image of what you want to be. Talk in the building. That's why you have authority over your own children. Children don't know what they want. You tell them what they want. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Look at your children when they're babies and say, you are success. You are prosperous. You are wealthy. You are healthy. You are wise. You go on your own business. You are intelligent. What are you doing? You are forming their world by what you say. If I took a sonogram of you today, what would I hear? What would I hear? What are you saying at home? Now faith is substance. Can I finish it up? Now faith is the evidence of things not seen. Hmm. So your future is framed by what you say. Not what you see. Preach, Pastor Rick. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Your future is framed by what you say, not what you see. If you can't see past poverty, welcome to a poor future. If you ever get a revelation of coming out of it, you'll get an understanding of what it is to live in prosperity and not in poverty. I'll leave that for another time. Evidence. Faith is the evidence. You learned anything so far? Okay. Because I'm about to preach every demon out of Norman. Amen. Every generational curse is about to be broke off your life. Tell your neighbor, we're about to take this to the next level. How do I know? Here comes the evidence. Shout it. Here comes the evidence. Evidence is the deciding factor in a trial. The glove don't fit. If it does not fit, you must. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. i just leave that there for you to... I was thinking about that orange juice I drank this morning. But anyway, I was talking right now, I'm talking about evidence. Evidence is needed to decide the trial. 1 Peter 1, verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness, through manifold temptations. Why? 
that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Though your faith be tried with fire, might be found with praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus, whom having not seen, you love him. Can I tell y'all about somebody I love I've never seen? Jesus Christ. You have never seen him, but you love him. Am I right about any Jesus lovers in the building? <laughs> whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet you believe. I don't see him, but my substance is not based on my sight. I don't need to see it to believe it. If I believe it, I will see it. Ooh. Young people need to hear this word. You rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Watch now. Receiving the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let's talk about the evidence. If you need evidence, then James, there must be a trial. Why would I need evidence if there's not going to be a trial? To test by experience or experiment or to prove. Evidence to prove or to test. Trials are won by evidence. They are won by proof now faith is the substance of things hoped for the proof of things not seen the conviction that it is there see here's how it goes y'all we do not know if you have the proof until you face a problem We do not know if you have the faith until you face the fire. We do not know if you have the conviction until you face contradiction. Hmm. Evidence. Trial. Testing. If they're not still in the walk with the Lord, then they didn't have the proof. Oh, I know that hit your heart. But if you carry an evidence, you've got the proof. If you've got the proof, you must be proved that you have it. A lot of people talk the talk. Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our what? Profession. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Profession, a declaration of destiny. Hold fast your declaration of destiny. Hold on to your profession to declare openly your agreement with God. That's your evidence. Your evidence is when every, your proof, your conviction is when everything seems to be going crazy in your life. And you still look at people saying, I believe God. When people are looking at you, scratching your, their heads, thinking, why are you still in it? And you look back at them and tell them, all I have is my faith in God. All I have is my conviction that everything is going to be all right. Is there any people in here glad you still got some faith in God? I'm about done. 
I'm almost dumb and not quite because I came to shame the devil. And I thought about this and I looked in the Bible and I found a place where God tested a man. He put him on trial. Genesis 22 verse 1. I didn't say the devil put him on trial. I said God did. And God will put you on trial to see if you are carrying the evidence. Some of you have been rebuking the devil and it ain't the devil. It's God seeing if you carry in the proof you've been professing. You've been talking about it, but God wants to know if you're going to stay in there when you ain't got everything you want. If you're going to keep serving when you don't have everything that you desire, but you're going to serve him anyway. And it came to pass after these things, Genesis 22, that God did tempt. In the Hebrew, test or to try or to prove. God did prove or try Abraham. Said to Abraham, to Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. And he said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains that I'm going to tell you about. A faith that hasn't been tested cannot be trusted. And God tried Abraham. Some of you have been going without for a while. And God's been trying you. You've been on trial. Your faith has been tested. But I promise you, if you'll just hold on to the profession of what you believe, then what is going to happen later is going to so supersede anything you ever dreamed of. You're going to forget the pain you went through of carrying the dream you believe would be in existence. God is about to do something exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Tell your neighbor, this is just a trial. It was evident what, oh Lord, it's evident in what Abraham believed. Listen carefully. Don't miss this. It's evident what Abraham believed by what he said. God tried him. He tested him and said, take your son Isaac and sacrifice him. Will you do what I say? Hmm. And it's evident what Abraham believed, not by what he did, but by what he said. Verse 5, Genesis 22, and Abraham said unto Isaac, Boy, and this is a generational thing. If we could ever get what was happening here, this is off the subject. Just bear with me. There's a transference of faith that is happening in this story. Young people looking to older people, not to fashion them in what you think they ought to be, but to lead them in the paths of faith. Let them experience God and let them express God to their generation based upon their own revelation and relationship. Quit trying to force them to be you. They don't believe. They do not receive. They cannot conceive what you've gone through because they ain't you. They are them. But young people still look at the older generation and say, teach me. Now watch what he says. He said to the young man, to, and Abraham said to his young men, Stay with the ass. I and my son are going worship. And we're going to come back to you again. He's not just talking to them. He's talking to who is following him. You young men in this church, we not, may not express Jesus to this generation like you do. But there's things we know you have not experienced. Talk in the building. So here's what he says to the onlookers. Stay here. Because me and my son are going to worship. And me and my son are coming back. Tell your neighbor the proof is in his profession. It's what he said. He didn't say I'm going to sacrifice my son. He said my son and I are going to worship. And my son and I are coming back. 
God told him go sacrifice. But he knew if God told him go sacrifice, God would also provide. And I came by to tell you, if he's requiring something of you, he's got something for you. If you will do what he said, there's something about to happen. We go and worship and we coming back. And Isaac spoke, this is young people, to Abraham and said, my father, he said, I'm right here. He said, I, I see the fire. I see the wood. But where's the lamb for this offering? And Abraham said, here's the lesson. My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the offering. So they both went together. He said to his son, God will provide himself the offering. Watch what he's doing. It's not my problem. If I do what God told me to do, then God will do what I cannot do. This offering ain't about me and you, Isaac. This is about God being known as Jehovah Jireh, the God that shall supply all my needs. Don't go to a place you won't take your son. Don't go to a place you won't take young men. Don't go to a place where we won't take the next generation. They've heard about it, but it's time for them to see it for themselves. And if you ain't got the proof in your profession, why do you think this next generation gonna follow you? I'll stop. I don't want to, but I will. I'll skip down. Ask your neighbor, are you growing right now? If you're, are you, if you're not growing, it's your own fault. Because faith is all in this atmosphere. Faith is all in this sanctuary. If you've heard anything in this building today that resonates with your spirit, I double dog dare you to jump on your feet and give God a praise like you expect his promise. God will do what he said he would do. He will stand by his word and he will come through. I can't help but believe him. I've seen it too many times. I can't help but serve him. I can't help but praise him. I can't help but worship him. He's proved himself over and over and over again. I don't need then faith. I don't need when faith. I got now. When Abraham took that boy and started up this side of Moriah, The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven. Verse 11, and said, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, lay not your hand on that boy. Neither do anything to him. Woo! For now I know. Which means I didn't know before now. I had to try you before I knew. Some of y'all been going through stuff. And God's telling you today, now I know. It's not a matter of can you trust him. It's a matter of can he trust you. Can you keep believing when the fire ain't there. And the wood ain't there. And the lamb ain't there. And the checkbook ain't full. And you don't know what you're going to do for a job. Can you keep? And he looked at him and he said, now I know that you fear God. Because you didn't withhold your son. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for the offering instead of his son. God is about to give you an instead blessing. <laughs> I don't know if that just went right over your head. I'm going to tell you again. God is about to give you and instead blessing. And he called that name, somebody ought to shout, and he called that name Jehovah Jireh. And it is said today, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. It will be seen if you can keep saying, if you can keep believe, believing, you will see it. I'm done. Abraham took Isaac, 
Come here, Christian. Isaiah, go over there. Come here, Christian, over here, Christian. You're Isaac. And I'm Abraham. Go all the way down over there. Isaiah, your name not Isaiah today. Go down, all the way down. Keep going down. There you go. Today, your name is Ram. Everybody wave at Isaiah and say, hello, Ram. Now watch. Every time Abraham and Isaac took a step up the mountain, the ram took a step. Y'all not hearing me preach today. If they waited and talked about stuff, the ram just ate around the area he was. But the moment Abraham, oh my God, the moment Abraham and Isaac took another step, the ram took a step. Y'all not hearing me preach today. Every step of obedience on your part is activating your answer on the other side. Some of y'all been climbing a high mountain. You are about to see a big blessing. And every time that the obedience and faith took a step to the future, the answer took a step toward them. Till they reached the top of the mountain. They walked over. Abraham laid Isaac down. Lay down, Christian. He laid him down. He took the knife. He pulled back. And the angel grabbed his hand and said, don't touch that boy. Tell your neighbor, tell three people, look up, look up, look up, look up. The Bible says when Abraham looked up, there was a ram caught in the bush. I came by to tell you, if you'll have faith in God, there's stuff God is catching up for you that cannot escape you. If you will believe God, God is holding stuff that cannot run up. If you will have faith in God, God is capturing your promise. It can try to get away, but it can't get away because it's caught in the thicket. I came by to tell you, keep believing, keep having faith, keep proving God. God is faithful. He will do what he said he will do. He will stand by his word and he will come through. The man said, me and my son are going to worship and me and my son are coming back. Watch what he told him. You wait here because there's some people that cannot go where you're going and you've been trying to take them with you but they cannot go where you are going because they cannot believe what you are believing and if you keep people who do not have faith in your future around you you will always stay on the ground and you will never ascend a mountain and you got to tell them wait right where you are because you will never understand what I'm about to go through. Woo! So he said, we are going to worship and we are coming back. Woo! There are people waiting on you. They are waiting to see if you were really carrying the evidence. Imagine what they felt when Isaac and Abraham started walking back down toward them. I bet they thought, man, he said they was going. He said they was coming back. It encouraged the onlookers of your faith. God is about to do something in your life that's going to shock the spectators and bless the participants. God is a God is about to do something in your life that's going to shock the people who are scrutinizing. And it's going to bless the people who know how to worship with you. Somebody shout, I've got the stuff. Tell somebody, i got the real deal. i got the substance. I've got the image. I wish I had 10 people that would jump out in the aisle and give God a crazy praise like the ram, the ram, the ram is coming up on the other side. He can't escape your... Throw your head back and shout to God for his promise. 
Come on, tell four people they didn't hear you. I got the stuff, baby. I got the real deal. I got real faith. I got real substance. I got real authenticity. This is real to me. I don't serve God out of fantasy. I serve God out of faith. And if he said it, he's going to do it. If he promised it, it's going to come to pass. Come on, tell three people, I'm going to get what God promised me. I got now faith, not then faith, now faith. Some of you need faith right now because of what you're going through. Come to this aisle. Come to this altar. Come on. Come on. This is your word. Woo. You say, this is my word. Pastor, I need him to be Jehovah Jireh. I've seen him as Jehovah Nisi. I've seen him as Jehovah Shalom. I've seen him as Jehovah Sidkenu. But today, I need to see him as Jehovah Jireh. The God that supplies all my need. 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 But he shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Throw your hands up and shout, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Quit settling. Quit settling. Keep your hands up. My God, the anointing. Hey, break our sight. The anointing is here. Y'all sing that song about no giant can defeat me. I'm feeling that thing. As they sing. You know what? Gino, do you still remember those devices that had buttons on them? One was a pause button. One was a rewind button. But you remember that other button? Fast forward. You know what I heard the Holy Ghost say? Tell these people I'm about to fast forward their faith. I'm going to tell you again. God is about to fast forward your faith. There's a fire that can burn me. No bottle that can turn me. No mountain that can stop me.
got the stuff, Greg. I got the stuff. Woo. Come on, tell them I got the stuff. I got the substance. I got the real thing. I believe God. I believe he will do exactly what he said he will do. He will stand by his word. He will come through. God is not a man that he should lie. Lift those hands. Woo! 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 Go ahead, Spunk. Play that thing, man. Come on, turn him up. Pop us out. One time, come out. Lift those hands. Woo! 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 I hear this strong in my spirit. Hey! I gotta say this. Woo! I gotta say this and I'm done. Woo! In my house, where I live, I have horrible internet service. My signal is what? Weak. It's hard for me to get reception. So you know what my phone will do? Felicia, my phone will find any signal to connect to. It will always connect down if it can't find a strong signal. Right, Vicky? Some of you have been trying to mingle your faith with people that don't carry the same signal. And when you are always looking, oh Lord have mercy, for a signal that's strong enough to connect to, you'll start losing energy and your battery will go down really fast. But the moment you connect to a strong signal, you hear clearly. Y'all ain't hearing me. You hear clearly. And your battery starts building back. Some of y'all are trying to connect your signal to people with a signal that ain't strong like yours. It's time for you to tell them, wait right here. I break soul ties in the name of Jesus. I break relationships in this building that are not healthy for your faith. Ooh. Ooh. In Jesus' name, disconnect from them. Disconnect from them. Hallelujah. Now lift those hands. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to go, Father, thank you for not just faith, little faith, increased faith, but I thank you for great faith today faith with substance faith with evidence some of y'all got more evidence than you realize you here ain't you Woo. everything the devil the enemy could release to get you out of faith he tried it but you're still here you still got your praise on you still got your worship up 
got more evidence than you realize. Come on, just reach in your pocket. You don't have to grab anything, but just reach in your pocket like you're getting something. Put your hand in your pocket. On three, I want you to pull it out and say, I still got this faith. One, two, three, come on. I still got this faith. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Father, I speak over these, your people. Bless them. Increase the faith. Hallelujah. Thank you for substance. Thank you for the image and imaging the imagination you have given us to enjoy. Woo! Thank you for the proof, God. And thank you for the evidence. Hallelujah. And thank you for the promise showing up even this week. Some of you are going to handshake with somebody and it's going to change your entire life. There's a relationship waiting to shake your hand. Resources are being released even this week. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Hallelujah.